And now it's time for Logan's Run with Dr. Ron Logan. Some great medical talk with some humorous anecdotes thrown in just for fun. So without further ado, let's go live on the phone to Dr. Ron Logan. We'll be hearing from Teresa a little bit later on this hour, too. Dr. Logan to introduce her as well. So, Dr. Logan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. And, dearie, do you remember? You remember? Uh, well, a few years ago, there was a radio show called Logan's Run on KCXL AM Free Talk Radio. Well, I'm back. And this is uh, Logan's Run 2. Uh, you're a happy iridologist, reflexologist, master herbalist, naturopathic doctor, and a few other odds and ends. As some of you know, I have a long and sordid past. Don't have to massage that too much, but after going through pre-med at Park College and the University of Missouri at KC, I uh, worked at various hospitals, Providence, Baptist Memorial Hospital, county rest homes, and so forth, I was soon invited to work with one of the best hematologists in the U.S., Dr. Harry Allslaven. He, uh, we worked on the plaza for about three years doing chelation, which is rather new at the time. Hundreds of persons saved their lives this way, and it was fascinating, and I learned a lot about the human system and especially hematology. But soon some wag and anesthesiologist and a couple of surgeons in Florida found they could jerk a vein out of someone's leg and bypass two inches around his heart. No matter that not one study showed this procedure would elongate the average person's life one day, it did bring 100000 bucks to the Blue Cross downtown Hilton's, whereas they didn't get a penny for us cleaning 150,000 miles of arteries for $100 a bottle. So they ordered us to stop all this chelation and send all the patients to God who was, of course, the chief surgeon at St. Luke's. Well, we refused to do it. So they chased poor Dr. Allslaven clear to Mexico, where he still is, running a clinic down there, and I was unceremoniously divorced permanently from the medical system. Well, that happened to be the best thing that ever worked out, uh, because uh, the medical system had totally sold out by that time to Big Farm. It was uh, cut, slash, and burn from then on, and so the science of health had become the science of disease. Well, much to the dismay of many well-meaning doctors who, if they didn't fall in line, found their careers dissolved, eclecticism disappeared. And by about that time, I had learned that nothing heals without nutrition. It must be the queen of the sciences. Because without nutrition, you do not heal. And so I, I wanted to be taught nutrition. And it was supposedly taught at the School of Nursing there, St. Luke's, I was told. So I enrolled. What a farce that was. They actually taught that white wonder bread slathered with margarine was good for you. Well, brought to you by your famous hostess company, which has recently been dissolved. And I found out why. The American Dairy, Wheat, and Meat Council supports the medical colleges with their grants. Follow the money. That sickened me, and I left. But an old nurse on the fourth floor of the hospital I was working at noticed I was very interested in the patient's eyes. I kept looking at their eyes because um, my granddad had taught me something about that. 
he was a tough old guy. He rode with Buffalo Bill in the 1890s, and uh, he ran the stockyards for Kansas City when they were big as Chicago's. But when he retired in 1942, he took us kids down to the farm to help run the farm during the war. He showed us how to see if the animal had worms and uh, different uh, situations by their eyes. Well, it seemed to me that people were much the same. We're just animals. At least my wife says I am. <laughs> the nurse assured me that uh, we were similar. She showed me a book that was recently authored in 1955 by uh, Dr. Bernard Jensen in California, The Science and Practice of Iridology, The Study of the Iris. And so she loaned me the book. Man, I read that in one night. I stole her book. I'm sorry to say I never gave it back. It was one of those bad things that I've done for which I felt no remorse. It changed my life. Well, as soon as I could arrange it, I went out to see Dr. Jensen. Many times, in fact, as the years went by, first in Altadena, California, and then at his magnificent Health Valley Ranch in Escondido. At that organic valley where every fruit and vegetable known to man could be grown, from pomegranates to watermelons, I learned that clean water and air and exercise and rest and complete nutrition will cure just about anything. Of course, today we can't use the term cure because they're jealous about that. <clears throat> we can only say we can help prevent these things from happening. But if you prevent anything bad from happening to the body, you've cured it, haven't you? Well, those are the naturopathic principles that Dr. Jensen taught day after day in his House of Seven Wisdoms. The old Indian proverb proved true for me, that if a student prepares himself, the teacher will appear. So in iridology, I found a window uh, to see what nutrition they were lacking. Because iridology, it does that. It really doesn't see diseases in the eye, largely. It simply tells you the levels of inflammation in various parts of the body. These parts are all delineated quite well in the eye, and we call it an eye chart, which has been around for 150 years. Pretty well filled out. In areas of the eye, we see different parts of the body clearly represented by reflex. There's 180,000 nerves or so or more coming into that eye. And uh, their look on this terminal end will tell you what it's like down there. So Jesus was right. The lamp of the body is the eye, said he in Matthew, the sixth chapter. And the eye, if it's all one way, the body is sound, as Dr. Luke put it there in the Sermon on the Mount, quoting Jesus. So we're actually looking in. We're not looking out when you look at the iris of the eye. Well, I found out that uh, this uh, led to a more and more understanding of how the human body works and what uh, nutrition we were really lacking. We have a real problem in America on nutrition. We're going to talk about that. This is a nutritional program. But I found that uh, travel is necessary to learn and broaden one's perspective. Dr. Jensen had traveled to over 150 countries and islands, 
to study people's diets and the results of them. And so I began to do that, too. And I've been in that many countries, and it has been an experience. At the Bircher Benner Clinic in the uh, uh, in Switzerland on the shores of Lake Zurich there, uh, we, by the way, we just spent 18 days over there uh, this last month. And uh, that uh, particular clinic can and does heal tuberculosis with a good diet, sunshine, and exercise. The old chef there in that magnificent kitchen had studied under the founders of that world-renowned institution, Dr. Benner and Dr. Uh, Bircher, and he was arguably the best food chemist in the world. This old chef uh, spoke German, spit when he talked, but he told me that Dr. Jensen had spent some time with him years ago and picked up a lot of information and recipes and put them in his book, Food Healing for Man, which is really a classic. And then finally, uh, The Chemistry of Man, uh, which is such a good book that it's now $1,300 on the Internet, I'm told, and it's worth every penny. Uh, Dr. Jensen has done us a great favor. He spent a lifetime bringing all this information together so we can learn to take care of ourselves. Even the chaplain for the Illuminati warned us to take five steps to prepare for what's coming. And a big one was learn to take care of yourself and your family. Your health is primary. Even John, the beloved apostle, in Second John, one of the last letters he wrote that concluded the Bible, said in the second verse, I hope, I wish that you, above all things, have good health. Above all things, he put it. Because if we're not healthy, we could do nothing for anybody else nor ourselves. Obamacare is about to kick in fully. And as always, Big Farm will be riding high over the bent backs of our sick population like the black horse of the Revelation prophesied it would. So even now, about 180,000 Medicare patients die each year unnecessarily in our hospitals from accidents, errors, infections, and simple ignorance, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Another 1.4 million are seriously hurt by their hospital care. In a new hospital rating system just implemented, over half the hospitals in the United States are rated C- minus or lower. These are dangerous places to be, friends. I beg people to stay out of them. Even the uh, top doctor, the professor emeritus at Stanford University, recently, when he retired, gave a speech, and he said, if you feel reasonably well, stay away from your hospital and doctor because most of them are going to kill you, or they're going to put you on the downhill slide. And we have, fortunately, better stuff represented at KCXL. We have these wonderful people like Duke and the doctor. We have old Joel Wallach. He's getting irascible, but boy, everything these people say are right down the line, and I'm behind them. But some of these people, like Dr. Runyon, are incapacitated now, and we need more voices to speak up for this naturopathic, 
view of health. I was in New Zealand not too long ago, and uh, a Maori person was driving me around Auckland to show me the city. And I asked him, where's your, where's your hospitals? My goodness, I can see five major hospitals from the roof of my house in Kansas City. He said, well, we just passed it. I said, it? He said, yeah. We have a few clinics out in the outback, but he said, they, we, we have one major hospital, and we just passed it. I said, I didn't notice it. He said, well, I said, go back. I want to see it. So he went around the block, and, and there, a whole block of it looked like just brownstones. It didn't look like a hospital. And there was nothing going in and nothing coming out, and uh, it was looked like it was closed up. I said, what's the, what's the story here? He said, well, you've got to understand that we have socialized medicine. So the doctors are paid the same for touching a dead body as they are pe- touching a live one. So they really don't care whether you live or die. If you go in there with anything serious, it's almost a sure bet you'll come out feet first. So nobody goes in unless he's ready for the other side. I said, good night. Is that the ultimate uh, end of socialized medicine? He said, you betcha. Carry that message back to the United States. Well, I'm doing it. And uh, so that's the way it is. Uh, However, we have better things to offer. But here's something that may you may have to have in your mind as we talk. One side, mainstream medicine, promotes the notion that it alone should be considered real medicine. But more and more, this claim is being exposed in an officially sanctioned myth. When scientific minds turn on uh, tackling that complex business of healing the sick, they simultaneously warn us that it's dangerous and foolish to look at integrative medicine or complementary or alternative medicine or, God forbid, indigenous medicine for answers. Uh, They make you think that it's uh, shaking chicken bones and dancing around candles or sitting in a circle holding hands and humming because there's just no scientific uh, backing to it. Uh, But uh, because these other modalities are enormously uh, popular now, mainstream medicine has made a few grudging concessions to the placebo effect, natural herbal remedies, and maybe an acupuncture or two over the years. But uh, MDs are still taught that other approaches are risky and inferior to their own training. Believe me, I was there. They insist year after year that all we need are science-based procedures and the huge spectrum of drugs upon which modern medicine depends. If a pill or surgery won't do the trick, most patients are uh, sent home to await their fate. Uh, There is an implied faith here that if the manufacturer of a new drug has paid for all this research for FDA approval, then it is scientifically proven to be effective. Well, as it turns out, this belief is by no means fully justified. The British Medical Journal recently undertook a general analysis of common medical treatments to determine which are supported by real, reliable scientific evidence. It evaluated 2,500 treatments, and the results are as follows. 13% were found to be beneficial. 23% eh, likely to be beneficial. 8% were likely to be harmful as beneficial, 6% were unlikely to be beneficial, 4% were likely to be harmful or ineffective, 
And the largest category, 46%, unknown in their effectiveness at all. In other words, when you take your sick child to the hospital or the clinic, there's only a 36% chance that he will receive a treatment that has been scientifically demonstrated to be either beneficial or likely to be. This is real similar to the results of Dr. Brian Berman and what he found in his analysis of uh, completed Cochrane reviews of conventional medical practices. And there, 38% of treatments were positive and 62% were either negative or showed no evidence of effect. So for those who have been paying attention, this is not news. Back in the late 70s, the Congressional Office of Technology Assessment determined that a mere 10 to 20 percent of the practices and treatment used by physicians is scientifically validated. It's sobering to compare that number to the chances that a patient will receive benefit simply due to his placebo effect, which is between 30 percent and 50 percent according to various studies. So uh, we can marvel at the technological uh, advances uh, in materials and techniques that allow doctors to perform quadruple bypass surgery without marveling that recent studies indicate that coronary bypass surgery extends life expectancy in only about 3%. As for angioplasty, that figure sinks to 0%. And so those numbers might be close to what you could expect from a witch doctor. And one difference is that witch doctors don't submit bills in the tens of thousands of dollars. It would be one thing if one of these unproven conventional medical treatments were cheap, but they are not. Angioplasty and coronary artery bypass grafting cost the American public $100 billion annually at least. President Obama and his drive to bring down medical costs, $700 billion is spent annually on unnecessary tests and procedures, he says, in America. Even he says that. And as part of this excess, it is estimated that 2.5 million unnecessary surgeries are performed each year. So in the year 2000, Barbara uh, Starfield, writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association, estimated that between 230,000 and 284,000 deaths occur each year in the United States due to iatrogenic causes or physician error. That is the third leading cause of death for all Americans. Out of the 2.4 billion prescriptions written by doctors annually, 118 million are for antidepressants alone. Uh, Antidepressants are the number one prescribed medication. And you can figure out why, because our medical system has gone to pot so far to the left that we can't even see it. And uh, this prescribed medication has doubled in the last 10 years. You would think uh, that a remarkable endorsement is being offered for the efficacy of antidepressants. The theory behind the standard antidepressant medication is that disease is caused by low levels of key brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine. And by manipulating those imbalanced neurotransmitters, a patient's depression will be reversed, or at least alleviated. Well, that turns out to be another myth. Professor Eva Riddell of uh, Northwestern University, a leading depression researcher, 
has discovered that depressed individuals have no depletion of the genes that produce these key neurotransmitters compared to people who are not depressed. This would explain why estimated 50% of patients don't respond to antidepressants and why Dr. Kirsch's meta-analysis of antidepressants in England showed no significant difference in effectiveness between them and placebos. So the sad fact is that a disturbing percentage of the medicine we subject ourselves to in America is not based on hard science, and another percentage is risky or outright harmful. Obviously, every patient deserves medical care that is evidence-based, not just based on an illusory reputation that is promoted by contrast to alternative medicine. Uh, Alternatives, too, have to demonstrate their effectiveness through objective testing. But alternative modalities should not be dismissed out of hand in favor of expensive, unnecessary procedures that have been shown to benefit no one, absolutely, except corporate stockholders. So we're going to talk about these things on our radio show and bring out some facts that will scare you. But uh, we're going to uh, take up some interesting things, I believe, in the near future. Uh, We have, uh, uh, back in 1972, uh, we were using, I was working with a doctor that... um, and we used uh, herbs from the Indiana Herbal uh, Gardens in Indiana, and we were using teas. <clears throat> now, these teas are pretty nasty. If you've ever drunk a, a herbal tea uh, for anything, some of them get, get pretty raunchy. Nobody wants to drink a second cup of Cascara Sagrada tea <clears throat> or even sage, for that matter, you know, Uh, things are pretty bitter and pretty nasty. So in 1972, there was a man that had, um, uh, in fact, a school teacher in Salt Lake City who had ulcers. His name was Gene Hughes. And he was told by a master herbalist, John Christopher, under whom I had some classes before he he died. Uh, He was a wonderful man. And he told him to take cayenne pepper for his ulcers to stop his bleeding. So he was spooning cayenne pepper down and making grimaces, and his wife said, why don't we put it in the capsule? So it'll go down there and break open and do the same thing, but you won't have this nasty taste in your mouth and this burning sensation all the way down through your esophagus. So they did so. And their neighbors found out about that, and others did, and they demanded to to share in this, and so they made a business doing that. And it became called, well, it was named uh, Amtec Products at first, and then uh, the name of Nature's Sunshine took over in 1974. They made a huge manufacturing plant, and they were the first ones to invent the encapsulation of healing herbs. Now, of course, the Bible mentions that. In uh, Ezekiel 47.12, it says, The leaves of the trees shall be for the healing of the nations. If you believe the Bible, you'll have to believe that these efficacy-promoting things are in those leaves of the trees and in the roots and in the bark and in these growths that God offered us. There is where the nutrition is found, and nutrition is the only thing that heals. I have found this out over many years in the medical system, in and out. And so... uh, 
a fine herbal company was formed, Nature Sunshine Products. I have used them now for 40 years. And I'll have to say that I find that they are about the best I've ever tried. They have, in fact, over 600 herbal products available. And they have three things on each uh, stamp on each of their bottles. And one is quality, another is service, and another is integrity. We're going to talk about this integrity for a while. In fact, uh, to, to, to give something, some, uh, a herbal product that has efficacy, you're going to have to have quality, you're going to have to have purity, and you're going to have to see to it that that is not a problem. And they have done so. They have uh, spent millions of dollars in making probably the best quality control department of anybody in the United States or in the world. And uh, thousands of feet are devoted to gas chromatographs, liquid chromatography, mass spectroscopy machines, and those PhDs it is necessary to, to run these machines. Because each thing out there has active agencies in it, and those actives have to be measured. Nature is not specific. Sometimes it varies because of the quality of the soil where these things are grown, uh, the environment, the weather, all these things have a play upon herbology. So when you are become a herbalist, you have to realize that there's great variance here. Some don't seem to care about that, but uh, I find that in the end you must have those actives like echinocides and echinacea. You have to have the hypericin and St. John's wort. Um, there are 17 species of St. John's wort. Only one of them has the actives that is necessary to do what the studies show that it will do. Uh, when the FDA raided a box store recently, they came up with... Uh, uh, St. John's wort for $4 a bottle, and it was the wrong species. It didn't have the active agencies in it, and they were exposed as being, you know, fakers. So I encourage people to stay out of these box stores because they are run and they're owned uh, by the pharmaceutical companies. Many of them are simply drug stores. That's all they are, and uh, it will surprise you. Health-conscious people may be shocked to learn that many of your popular dietary supplements are not made by people dedicated to keeping you alive and don't care whether you live or die. Commercial supplement sales are dominated by things like Centrum, uh, made by a division of Pfizer, the largest uh, drug company in the world, and One-A-Day is made by a division of Bayer, who makes your famous aspirin out of coal tar, which has probably killed more kids than it has ever saved. These companies do not care about your health or your longevity. And this has been proven over and over as pharmaceutical companies face criminal charges for selling drugs they knew would kill humans. Uh, Pfizer pleaded guilty two years ago to a criminal charge that it fraudulently, fraudulently promoted the drug Bextra in dangerously high doses to relieve acute surgical pain which it was never approved to do. And in an analysis presented at the American Heart Association, Bextra was shown to more than double the risk of heart attacks and strokes. And so they settled 
a record-breaking criminal settlement to the federal government of $1.195 billion for this fraudulent marketing of a drug they knew would kill people. And it is estimated that thousands of people died because of it. Uh, FDA's most heinous drug approval described uh, that was the title of an article I read last year. Bayer covered up the lethal side effects of a drug it made called Trisolol, and by delaying the withdrawal of Trisolol from the market, Bayer caused the deaths of thousands of humans. 22,000 lives could have been spared had that been taken off the market when it should have been. Would you trust dietary supplements sold by Pfizer and Bayer or other pharmaceutical giants who financially benefit if you fall ill? Their track record shows a complete disregard of moral legitimacy. The, uh, the scary part is that large corporations are increasingly dominating the dietary supplement marketplace by buying up name brand, brand uh, vitamin companies. And uh, uh, look at their primitive, uh, primitive form- formulations, for instance, like Centrum, which is the most sold of anything there at uh, one of the big box stores. Uh, I recently had to read the label to a lady that couldn't read the label, and it had carnauba wax in there. She said, what's that? It's something you wax your car with. Can you digest that, she asked? No. Then children's centrum vitamins, that the kid isn't getting anything? Well, probably not. He's got a wad of wax around it. And then the second ingredient was sheetrock. And the third was cardboard. And then came the sucralose, which is made of chlorine and breaks down to chlorine in your body just to sweeten it for the kid. And so uh, chlorine is one of the worst free radicals I know of. Then came the carcinogenic dyes and the synthetic vitamins, if you ever got any out of it. It was sickening. She got red in the face, marched back, threw it to the uh, person that sold it to her and demanded her money back. And, of course, to him she was just a, a crazy lady because it's the most sold of anything at Walgreens. A disturbing trend has been uh, corporate giants buying out venerable supplement companies like the recent purchase of New Chapter by Procter & Gamble, the world's largest consumer products companies, Procter & Gamble. I try not to buy a thing from them. And Alicer, the making of emergency, Everfessent Vitamin C, Alicer, the world's largest drug company. Procter & Gamble, who brings you Tide with almost solid estrogen. Potato chips loaded with salt will soon be bringing you supplements under the new chapter brand. Solgar was once a bedrock nutritional credibility company, but was purchased by Nature's Bounty, or NBTY which then sold it to private equity giant Carlyle Group in 2010 for $4 billion. And NBTY then bought out a number of vitamin companies before selling itself to Carlyle Group. It's a conglomerate that invests in businesses like automotive and real estate, energy and defense contracting, and uh, not at all interested in your health. There's no integrity there. GNC had its founding in 1935, a small health food store in Pittsburgh. It grew to become the largest vitamin retail chain in the world. A Dutch company, Royal Numico, bought it in 1999. 
and they purchased it at a, at a premium. In 2003, Numico sold GMC at a huge loss to Apollo Management. And in 2007, that was a private equity firm. In 2007, Apollo sold GMC to the, an affiliate of the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. In April 2011, GMC launched a successful initial public offering and became a publicly traded uh, corporation again. Large corporations simply lack the agility, the expertise, and the commitment to enable humans to stave off age-related diseases. I'm sorry, I just can't back that. Displayed prominently at your checkout counter when you walk into Walgreens or CVS, it's just walls of tobacco products. Now, these the large pharmacy chains offer all kinds of packaged junk foods and toxic OTC drugs like acetaminophen, which is the number one cause of visits to ER. And, of course, any side effect prone prescription drug your doctor can be duped into prescribing. The typical consumer trusts the private brand, uh, label brands of pharmacy chains and even supermarkets. But those corporate huge behemoths lack the scientific integrity to make state-of-the-art nutritional formulas. Just look at Walmucil, a copy of Metamucil. 100% natural fiber, it says. Low price of ten ninety nine, And, uh, of course, you look at it real closely, and it has as much sugar in it as it has fiber. Three grams. That's pretty sick. One of the top ingredients in that fiber product is table sugar or sucrose. So those seeking to use fiber to prevent diabetes and vascular disease would inadvertently increase those risks by using a dietary fiber supplement if they bought it there. So quality supplement companies, like are advertised here on this station, have long made fiber products that do not contain sucrose. Walgreens may or may not know about the dangers of excess sugar consumption, but what we do know is that sugar is a cheap filler ingredient, and it made their product taste good, and it sells like hotcakes, and that's what they're after. These pharmacy giants' only concern is their financial bottom line, not your health. So here's a quotation from a major pharmacy chain representative, I'll quote him word for word. Quote, We don't care about the quality of the ingredient. Our only concern is lowest price and whether you have product liability insurance to cover lawsuits that might be filed if your ingredient harms someone. Unquote. So based on my interactions with pharmacy chains and others, they don't care if you live another day. So this is why I encourage people to uh, use and take those things that have been vetted by people who do care. And believe me, uh, I'm going to introduce to you uh, at the uh, second part of this program, uh, we're going to talk with Teresa Rice. And uh, Teresa is in the Excelsior Springs area. She is a certified iridologist like me, and she is uh, an expert on uh, essential oils, and she has uh, a lot to say, and uh, she has uh, a lot of people that rely on her. Uh, so is Teresa on the line yet? 
Yeah, she's ready to be locked in now, Dr. Logan. Good. I want to introduce one of the most beautiful women you'll ever see. It's too bad this is radio. If it was television, you'd agree with me. Uh, her background is in Hawaii, and uh, those are about the prettiest people in the world. And But this lady is just as pretty inside as she is outside. And without her help, I don't think I could do what I do, because she's been my right-hand girl for some time, and uh, she helps me teach iridology classes, and uh, she's very, very well uh, representative, uh, representative of the naturopathic field. And so are you on, uh, Teresa? I am, Ron. Thank you. That was, that was so kind of you to say that. Great. Teresa, you have um, a compass, don't you? Do I you do. Have a, the Zyto Company Compass? Yes. Now, this is an instrument that I want her to describe to you because it's uh, very useful uh, in finding out exactly what nutrition you are lacking. It's a very interesting instrument. Uh, would you tell uh, the radio audience about it? Sure. Um, what we do is we recognize that each one of us is truly unique. Our bodies are ever-changing and adapting, and we're a complex living system in need of nutrition to keep ourselves healthy. And what the compass does is we're able to gather a vast amount of data about your body. It scans um, or is like a stimulus response exchange, similar to something like the lie detector test. And it's a simple and painless process. It's subtle, energetic impulses that ask your body questions, and it records your body's responses. The information's gathered so it can help you with a more proactive approach about your health, and we can print out a, an accumulative report with nutritional recommendations. The amount of energy that's used for the scan is so low that it's safe for infants, children, adults of all ages, for people with pacemakers, pregnant women, but I do want to make sure it's important that the scan does not treat or diagnose the illness or a disease. So I wanted to mention that. Good. Good. That is a, it's an interesting machine. Uh, I had one, and uh, many people use these machines because, uh, and, and I had one just to test it out. When I um, looked at people's eyes and I knew what uh, they needed, and I, wrote, I write it down, that's my business, is to push them in the right direction nutritionally. Then I would put them on the uh, on the on the compass. They put their hand on there for a few minutes, and the computer would spit out these sheets, tell them what they needed, and it uh, jibed with exactly what I I had written on the back of the sheet, and that uh, that impressed me. Uh, it is true, and it is very accurate. And so, um, uh, what does it cost to have that done? Uh, to run. To, to run the um, to run the uh, Zyto compass, it's going to be fifty dollars to run that, print out the report, and you can see what the nutritional uh, supplements and the recommendations are. Good, yeah, that is uh, a very useful tool. We have a number of them, and uh, they, some of them are kind of expensive. People can't, uh, you know, get them themselves, but she has one, and you are free to use it, and. Uh, it is uh, really well worth it, I'll tell you. As uh, When I put my hand on there, it came right up with what I knew that I lacked, and uh, it's a push in the right direction. So this, this is a very good thing to do. Now, there are seven essential nutrients. Um, this is uh, the habit of health, and we want to talk about 
getting into the habit of health. Uh, people uh, have uh, a proclivity to take one or two um, vitamins or minerals and uh, then kind of dribble off their use and don't feel that it has done them much good. Well, the sad fact is that um, uh, it's a habit. Uh, many things uh, do not uh, change in your body. You, you don't change anything of major significance in less than 90 days. You must give three months to something, you know, to really turn it around. And um, people take a vitamin or a mineral, and lots of times they get it from the big box stores. It isn't going to do them any good anyway. So uh, how many times do uh, customers uh, say, do I really need to take vitamins? Can I get uh, what I need from just eating a good diet? The doctor says I don't need to take vitamins, just eat a good diet. Well, according to uh, the Human Services Department in the United States, not even 10% of people, even to their estimation, are eating a good diet. So this tells you something. Uh, and despite improvements in agricultural techniques uh, that improved crop yield from 1909 to 1999, a, a decrease in the level of key nutrients has occurred, terribly so. 20% decrease in vitamin E and essential unsaturated fatty acids like linoleic acid is not in the crops that used to be. And um, growing conditions affect the calcium levels of some crops by as much as 300%. And so uh, vitamin E and vitamin C and calcium, many of these crops drop in their content of at least seven major minerals that has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, explained by Dr. Albrecht of University of Missouri for some years. He got a Nobel Prize nomination coming up with all this information about how the soil is lacking what it should have. In fact, the selenium content of fruits and vegetables is normally very low today, and it's why so many people are maintaining sickness for so long. So since people now uh, are not getting an adequate amount of nutrients in their diet, the a journal for the American Medical Association, JAMA, came out with this pronouncement. This would seem to make a strong case for using dietary supplements as a nutritional insurance policy. Most people do not consume an optimal amount of all vitamins by diet alone. Pending strong evidence of effectiveness from randomized trials, it appears prudent for all adults to take vitamin supplements. And that's right straight out of the... JAMA. Uh, that is truly remarkable recommendation because they have traditionally not been in favor of the use of routine use of dietary supplements. Now they say it's necessary because we have these terrible uh, vitamin deficiencies and chronic diseases and we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg when they say that 10% of people over 60 have clinical findings associated with vitamin deficiency and overt nutrient deficiencies are only the tip of the iceberg. Marginal deficiencies appear to be far more widespread and can cause a variety of nonspecific symptoms while they weaken the body's defenses against serious illnesses. So JAMA was absolutely right in saying that we all need to take supplements. But now what supplements? Well... Nature Sunshine came up with a habit of health, 
and they encourage people to do so for three months and challenge them that if they don't feel better after three months, then they get their money back. But here is seven. Uh, we're going to go over seven essential nutrients for health. And uh, let's see. Uh, I think i start this one off here. Uh, we're just going to mention them. In later programs, we're going to really take them up. Uh, one is protein. Pro is what me, uh, pro means first, doesn't it? And as building blocks of bones, muscles, cartilage, skin, proteins are vital for health and maintenance of your body. And there's a lot to say about proteins. It's based on nitrogen. What separates proteins from fats and starches is nitrogen. We can get too much nitrogen. We can get nitrogen that isn't uh, right for us. And so we need to talk about proteins a little bit. They're building blocks, and we need them, and they're first. So we'll mention them first. Proteins need to be there. And it find, we find that a complete protein is not necessary to eat all at once. We used to think that. But we can get particles of protein called amino acids, and they will assemble correctly in our liver, and our liver will build the protein we need. So now proteins are necessary and uh, antioxidants are number two uh, antioxidants uh, counteract the pollutants that we constantly encounter and help prevent cellular damage if you see little pictures of free radicals uh, smacking the dna and knocking it sideways and injuring our dna uh, in the middle of our cells and then the cell cannot replicate perfectly you have an imperfect cell and some of these imperfect cells become cancerous. So at the bottom of all of our problems, even cancer, is the damage done by free radicals, which is why next time you vote, you would vote for an expensive conservative rather than a, a cheap free radical. <laughs> However, uh, antioxidants counteract those free radicals. And they lend an uh, electronic hand you might say, to balance the free radical so it doesn't tear your cells up looking for an uh, electron to balance itself. So this is what antioxidants do, and since uh, Dr. Um, uh, back in 1952 uh, propounded uh, the theory of free radicals, we have all aspired to its trueness. Uh, that is behind so much problem. So uh, antioxidants uh, can be another one. Now, uh, another of these seven essentials, uh, Teresa, would be another one. What? Would be vitamins and minerals. And our vitamins are activated by the minerals because they have to work together. They create a chemical reaction that the cells need to thrive. And, Ron, I remember there was an example that you had told me about, about vitamin C and selenium. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Yes. Well, selenium really is necessary for and vitamin C. They work together. Selenium is uh, such an uh, interesting uh, mineral. Uh, without uh, selenium, uh, it activates so many vitamins and puts things together and helps things uh, coalesce. Uh, selenium is really one of the basic uh, minerals for your immune system. Uh, vitamin C is necessary, but it doesn't work without selenium. Vitamin E doesn't work without selenium. And so um, vitamin E complete... It would be four tocotrienols and four tocopherols. There's eight analogs of vitamin E, and none of them work without selenium. And just recently, I was down at um, uh, Sam's, 
and Sam sold a, a bottle of uh, Alpha uh, Tocopherol. And uh, DL Alpha Tocopherol is synthetic. It's only one-third as powerful as the natural, and it's only one of the eight analogs of vitamin E. But they were selling it for vitamin E and for your circulation. I'm sorry, friends. It didn't have any selenium, and it was one-third of one-eighth of the total complex of vitamin E. Nature Sunshine has vitamin E complete. All four tocopherols and all four tocotrienols, and they're the D, not the DL, which is synthetic. So you take some of that, which costs $14 for a small bottle, whereas in the big box stores, it'll be $11 for a big bottle. Don't be fooled by the 400 IUs on the front of it. There's a vast difference in vitamin E. And, and vitamin because C our body does not, and all of these things need selenium. Go ahead. Uh, now, what's next? I was just going to say, because our bodies can't make the vitamins, we've got to get it through our food or through our supplements, and Nature Sunshine's the way to do it. And you did mention earlier that our soil is depleted, so everyone should be taking a multivitamin. Yes. And another one uh, of the seven is the omega-3 fatty acids, the EFAs. Uh, it plays a vital role in the health of every cell. And our body cannot make the omega-3s. They're only found in food and supplements, and they support your heart cardio health, your brain development, and they nourish our joints. Right. And uh, we're, we call them fish oils, don't we? Yes. And yet it's not from the fish because the fish can't make the, the omega-3s any more than we can. They get it from the algae in the ocean. That's right. And those fish do not swim in the ocean to eat the algae, then they don't have the omega-3s in them. So pond-raised fish growing in their own waste and swimming in their own waste with estrogens put into the water to make them grow and antibiotics uh, would not be the type to eat. If we could get those omega-3s right out, right straight out of the algae, which would be just as good or better than eating the fish. So that's interesting. Yeah. And there is another one. That's number four. The, omega, the EFAs are the essential fatty acids. Like Teresa said, we can't make them in our body. We have to eat them. They're essential. And number five would be probiotics. Now, probiotics means pro-life. Antibiotics against life. So uh, stay away from the antibiotics. Take your probiotics. In fact, just recently, there's a scientific American uh, that had a picture of a man just crawling with bugs all over him. And on the outside of the, the, the uh, on the face page of June 2012, issue of Scientific American, your inner ecosystem, the bacteria outnumber your own cells 10 to 1. And then a question, who's in control? Well, your bugs are. And if your good bugs are in the ascendancy, you're healthy. And the bad bugs are, you're not. And that's about the story there, see? So where do we get our good bugs? Well, we can take them. Any good uh, uh, companies out there producing them, and we have a number of them. By Nature Sunshine has probiotic 11. There's 11 in that combination. And so consequently, uh, uh, many people take that in between meals and uh, flood their GI tract with the good bugs, and the bad bugs are put down. So uh, we need both of them. None of them are really bad, but we should have 85 to 15. That combination, 85% of the lactobacillus and similar bugs to the E. coli, staph germs, and candida yeast bugs. 
And if we keep that um, combination there, about 85 to 15, that person seems to be healthy. But a poor diet, antibiotics, and chemicals destroy those vital microbes that support immunity and gut health. A healthy ratio of friendly to unfriendly bacteria is 85 to 15. And most people have this ratio reversed. But there's easy ways to turn it around. And in coming shows, we're going to show how. Now, what's another one? Another one is the enzymes. Our body really needs the enzymes because it helps break down the fats, the carbs, the proteins, which lead to improved nutritional absorption. The enzymes are harmed by our typical diet, the American diet that we have, because they're destroyed by overcooking and food processing. Our bodies produce fewer enzymes as we age, and the undigested foods leads to gastrointestinal discomfort and malnutrition. So the acid reflux that we have, the, the bloating, the gas, that all leads from undigested protein acids. Yes, ex- exactly. Um, man, uh, enzymes are so necessary that I take them each time I eat. Of course, I'm approaching 80. And so uh, as you get older, enzyme production goes down naturally in your body. So as you go uh, get to be a, a cranky old individual like Dr. Wallach or me, you know, you're going to have to take your enzymes when you eat, especially if you're a brown-eyed or hazel-eyed person. You just naturally have low production of enzymes in your gastrointestinal system. Now, finally, there is uh, this number seven would be fiber. And fiber, I mentioned a little of it. Uh, Walmart sells it, but uh, it has sugar in it. There's uh, good fiber combinations out there. Got two minutes, Dr. Logan. Fine. And so there is um, fiber that is soluble and there's insoluble fiber. And so uh, the soluble swells up 12 times its own size, like psyllium holes, and there's insoluble, like bamboo and things like that, act like as a broom sweeping your bowel clean. Fiber is absolutely necessary to absorb bad stuff from your liver at the gallbladder dumps. So now, remember, uh, friends, with these seven things we're going to talk about in the future, get into the habit of health. Uh, it's a natural law that nothing of significance in our body changes in much less than 90 days. Take these seven things, uh, add a month for every year you messed up, call your health counselor at 816-587-4484, and we'll help you onto that yellow brick road and push you in the right direction. Remember, Ron Logan's number is 816 587 Four four eight four, and uh, this is uh, going to be expanded upon what we introduced here in the next shows every Wednesday at noon, and we'll have Logan's run every noon for quite a while. I think we'll have so much fun we can't stand it, uh, and we'll if you call, we'll get you. Uh, uh, set up with product price sheets, catalogs, where you can get uh, these things for wholesale, at least 45% off what you would buy at a store. This is the way to do it, because these things can add up. We want to do it. We want to do it as easily and cheaply as we can, but we need integrity. And so uh, we have access to a company that does have that integrity and has maintained it for 40 years the largest herb company in the world.